the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. Great to be with you today, and I hope that you're having a good day wherever you may be. You know, I'm kind of disappointed, though, because I was looking forward to the Super Bowl and the pregame Chinese spy balloon flyover, but I guess we shot that down. Phone number is 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. And in case you haven't noticed, we actually did shoot down another balloon today. We shot down a second spy balloon that uh, or something. I guess we don't know for sure if it's a balloon. And uh, so we can talk about that. It's Open Line Friday, so we'll talk about anything that you would like to talk about today. And today only, I will change the subject to something that you are you would like to talk about. And uh, also, we're going to talk about Super Bowl and the He Gets Us ads, the Jesus ads that'll be during the Super Bowl. I want to get your thoughts about those things and uh, anything that is on your mind. Again, the number is 888-528-2557. Plus... At different times during the show today, I'll be giving away tickets for Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. So I'll let you know about that, too. That's coming up on February 20th. I'll tell you more about that. It's with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas. Okay, let's get to this uh, this news that's here uh, that has uh, just begun in uh, the last couple of hours. Did you know this? Another Chinese flying balloon, probably, or some kind of device, uh, was shot down earlier today, a couple hours ago. Here's some of the details from Brigadier General Patrick Ryan. At the direction of the President of the United States, fighter aircraft assigned to U.S. Northern Command successfully took down a high-altitude airborne object off the northern coast of Alaska at 1.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today within U.S. sovereign airspace over U.S. territorial water. On February 9, North American Aerospace Defense Command detected an object on ground radar and further investigated and identified the object using fighter aircraft. The object was flying at an altitude of 40,000 feet and posed a reasonable threat to the safety of civilian flight. U.S. Northern Command is beginning recovery operations now. U.S. Northern Command's Alaska Command coordinated the operation with assistance from the Alaska Air National Guard, Federal Aviation Administration, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. We have no further details about the object at this time, including any description of its capabilities, purpose, or origin. The object was about the size of a small car, so not similar in size or shape to the high-altitude surveillance balloon that was taken down off the coast of South Carolina on February 4. That was Brigadier General Patrick Ryan at the Pentagon talking about the shooting down of another Chinese uh, balloon, much smaller, I guess, than the last one. They say the object that was underneath it uh, was about the size of a car. Remember what they said is that the last one was 200 feet high like 20 stories high, and it was um, the object underneath it, which we know some more about, the spying device was the size of a small commercial jet airliner, like a commuter jet, I guess, is ultimately what they had to say about that. What do you think about this? I think this is, um, you know, 
did they was this already launched before we shot down the other one or was this launched afterward i mean if it was launched afterward then it's i think even a much bigger story i'm not sure that we know and of course details are are coming out one of the questions that this general was asked today is was this aircraft manned was there a guy on there here's what he had to say uh, again we'll know more and have more information once we've recovered this um i, I We'll give credit to our pilots uh, that they're very capable in terms of looking at an object, assessing whether or not this had the potential to be manned at that altitude, something that small. um, Very, very unlikely that it was manned. Uh, And so, again, uh, no indication that it was manned, presented presented a potential reasonable threat to civilian air traffic, and we took it down. So the reason that we gave for shooting this one down uh, over Alaska is that it was a reasonable threat. It was lower than the other one. A reasonable threat to commercial air traffic uh, is what they're saying. How does this make you feel? I mean, I think I feel like these kinds of stories that that are coming out, the balloon story as it develops, uh, it's a huge story. I think that we, you know, something if you just look at our history in America— is that when we find ourselves in trouble from the outside of our country, most of our problems and indeed maybe the undoing of our country will be anything that's happening on the inside of our of our country, right? All the distractions and the moral decay and things like that. That's what breaks down countries uh, and nations ultimately. But what happens when those those nations are having moral decay internally is they're not paying attention to the rest of the world. They're not paying attention to the enemy that is growing outside. If you look at the study, if you study empires and how they fall and uh, different things throughout history, yes, they get attacked eventually by some stronger force that's on the outside. But that force grew while that country was in decay. Um, And that is the case of things. I'm wondering if that's where we're at now, if that is what is happening here. Imagine if this is a prelude to war, that this is our sort of 2023 Pearl Harbor moment. I hope that's not true. I'm glad that we're reporting on these things. I think that uh, we need to pay a lot more attention uh, to this. What do you think? 888-528-2557 is the number. It is Open Line Friday. I'll take your calls on anything, and I'll get to your calls here in uh, just a minute. Uh, I want to flush out the story a little bit more here. Uh, Dan DeLuce, an analyst on NBC, uh, was sharing some different things uh, about the first balloon that we shot down and the recovery and some things that President Biden had to say about it. I thought this was a uh, an interesting thing that the president had to say about the first balloon. The total amount of uh, intelligence gathering that's going on by every country around the world is overwhelming. And the idea that a balloon could traverse, uh, break American airspace is... Uh, Anyway, it's, it's not a major breach. I mean, look, it's totally it's a violation of international law. It's our airspace. He doesn't think it's that big of a deal. At least that's what he's communicating. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, internally you think it's a huge deal, but you don't want to panic people and you want to make sure that people feel like you're in control of things. I don't think he's establishing the kind of confidence that I would like uh, with all of that. Uh, and, you know, on the other hand, maybe he's right. Maybe it's no big deal. But my question is, why would the Chinese go through so much effort and expense to send balloons, now a second one? And we know now about uh, several others that were over our country and over uh, Europe. 
you know, if you remember last weekend, there was some story that said, oh, yeah, well, the Trump administration had had two or three, I forget what the number was. Well, it turns out that actually the Trump administration didn't know about them. What's happened is, is because we were able to get intelligence about how to track these things, they went back into the records and they determined, hey, this has been going on for a while. That's another thing that concerns me is that actually this is not the first balloon. This has been going on a while and uh, we've missed it. And maybe the only reason we caught this one is because people in Billings, Montana, were like, hey, what's that? This is a big, big story. And, you know, I, from a spiritual standpoint, it's one of those things that I hope helps us focus on the big picture of what is happening in our world, that there is life and death, there is sin, there is corruption, there is war that is coming. There are so many different things that are a huge deal. And where you're at with Jesus, what you think about God is the most important thought that you think. And this is an opportunity. I mean, Christians, we can talk about this and everything, but the the temptation might be to to leverage this entirely against President Biden for political purposes or to defend President Biden if you're a fan. And you can have that conversation. It's an important conversation probably to have about the work of the, the chief executive and the commander in chief, you know, as citizens. But as Christians, we've got to go deeper. We've got to realize, hey, you know what? This is also reminding people that life is fragile, that our freedoms cannot be taken for granted. And uh, by the way, you're going to die of something one day and there is salvation. There is something much bigger than these these things. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to talk about the Jesus ads that are at the Super Bowl and um, you know what we can do to leverage those ads for our own relationships. And I think even news stories like this, we can leverage for our own relationships with people um, when we have conversations about this and what it means for life and death. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Uh, Ty in Westminster. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Scott. Hi, Ty. How are you? Good. Um, I talked to you before um, about the Taiwan issue, about uh, Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan. Yes, a few but, months uh, ago we talked about that, I remember. How does this, yeah, uh, but, what do you feel about these balloons and, and tied in even to that issue? Well, I guess it's uh, very similar to what Taiwan's going through. There's a lot of Chinese aircraft invading the the uh, airspace, the, the uh, airspace defense identification zone, I think is what they call it. And uh, that's on a daily basis to basically make encroachments. I think there they're trying to intimidate them, obviously. Yeah. But here it's uh, most likely, <laughs> uh, we'll find out eventually, but it's most likely for surveillance or uh, <clears throat> reconnaissance, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's amazing that uh, they invest in, uh, you know, technology that, um, if you look at, that can do these things and try to basically mask it or hide it. Um, it's, it's the operating principle they're on. What's your, I'm, I'm Chinese or I'm from Taiwan. So, yeah. I was about to uh, ask you what uh, your background is that uh, uh, makes you think about this. And I, I'm not sure I remember totally our conversation a, a few months ago um, is the, are the incursions over Taiwan and the threatening language, is that increasing or is that about the same? Do you know? Um, I guess it uh, sort of goes up and down, depending on what the latest, uh, you know, U.S. overtures to Taiwan, whether we're selling Taiwan, you know, additional uh, defense or uh, aircraft or uh, missiles, then obviously they ramp up. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it comes and goes. We... I, I wanted to make a comment about what you said the other day about uh, the church and what we're doing about these uh, either political 
agendas or, you know, laws that are passed that, uh, you know, seems like uh, we are not participating. Like what do, and, we, yeah, uh, what do just, we do? Yeah, well, I, I guess at this point, uh, I turn to prayer because, uh, for one thing, uh, we really, it's very hard to change people uh, for us, right? To win an argument is one thing, but to change the heart has to come from the Lord. Um, and if the Lord uh, decides that we're, you know, as a society, uh, not going to change, um, I guess at that point, I will feel very uh, <laughs> uncomfortable and not to mention sad. But I always will think about, you know, what Israel went through when you look at the, the book of Kings and Chronicles when, you know, the northern kingdom, uh, they were wicked. But even the southern kingdom, right, there were good kings and not so good kings. And mm-hmm. You got to live through those periods with not so good kings. How would you feel, right? You, you don't have a vote. <laughs> the kings were there. They brought the nation, you know, basically down to uh, uh, be as far from God as possible. Yeah. You know, they didn't have a choice. They didn't get a vote. Uh, but how would they respond to that? And how do we respond, right? It's ultimately in God's plan. But I think for us, it's uh, a matter of saying, well, yeah, I, I want to make sure my, my family understands where I'm in, where I'm at, and why. And I vote the way I do, and why it ties in the Bible. I, you know, I speak to Christians who don't really think abortion is a big issue, and I, I'm just shocked. <laughs> you know, I just, uh, and these are Bible-believing, church-going Christians. And, you know, I... I just don't. I just don't get it. I I, yeah, which, I, which part of yeah, which no, part I, of murder does that not you know not rile you up that this is murder of the innocent? Oh no, it's just you know it's really a choice thing. <laughs> so I'm like, I that this is the thing of saying you know what the Bible says you call a wrong right, you call right wrong. So I think in that sense, it's uh, you pray for people because uh, they really believe that it's, it's unfortunate. I can't judge them. I, it's not my job to. Mm-hmm judge them whether they're saved or not. I believe they're saved. They certainly, you know, have valid, you know, points on salvation. But I just look at it and say, well, they're so uh, in agreement with uh, with the uh, with the uh, liberal powers that, you know, uh, the liberalism is good. I am. And uh, I, I'm just, I just can't, you know, I just can't bring the, <laughs> bring myself to understand how that how that would be good when you're going directly against God's word. All right, Ty, thank you for your call and calling Southern California Live. You know, I think that on a lot of these issues, you know, obviously abortion, war, and the issues that are coming, I think we're going to see an a increase in war going on in Ukraine, and that's going to that's gonna cause us maybe next week, as early as next week, if there is a massive invasion that they're from Russia that they're predicting, that's going to cause the West to make decisions about life and uh, a whole lot of things. And for believers, I do think that we've got to be able to get deeper because we want to be the light. We want to be people who provide a really good conversation and good answers um, and point people to Christ when things become very uncertain. Uh, Lamech or Lamech, welcome to Southern California Live. Do I have your name right? Lamech? All right, I'm going to hope put you on hold there. Uh, Albert, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, how are you doing, Scott? I'm fine, Albert. How are you today? I'm great, man. Bless. Uh, I was just curious to hear what your comments were on in regards to the Federal Reserve. Uh, potentially, you know, some evidence showing that it wasn't properly ratified in 1913. And I was just curious to hear, like, what you what you think about that. You mean in the there's a story going on that because some people feel like it wasn't ratified that it doesn't have authority today? 
Um, well, yeah, just kind of essentially just I heard that there's some evidence to show, I guess, that I wasn't popular on the party. Yeah. Well, thank you, Albert, for your call. You know, on, on some things like that, uh, first thing I would say is that uh, I'm not tracking a lot with some of those stories that are out there. You know, my mind, when I think about things that were approved in 1913 or decisions made back then in 2023, I think they're probably irrelevant at this point, that if changes need to be made, and uh, I certainly think changes need to be made across the board with how we are dealing with our economy, um, I'm not sure what those changes necessarily are, though. I'm not an economist. I'm not an expert at those things. I believe our national debt is bad. I believe that uh, we're not entirely honest with how uh, money gets moved around and how things work. We really, for example, ought to have an a, um, agreement, left and right, Democrat and Republican. There really ought to be an agreement about what causes inflation, for example. You know, why don't we agree? And why is it a left and right issue? See, sometimes to me, when, I, when, when things are left and right, you're listening, by the way, to Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. It's open line Friday. We'll talk about anything you want. So that's why someone can call and ask about the Federal Reserve. And we're talking about also the second balloon that was shot down today. And uh, we got a lot on, uh, a lot on the subject uh, that we can talk about today, Super Bowl upcoming, some other things, 888-528-2552. Uh, 2557-888-528-2557. Uh, back to the reserve. You know, when there's a when left and right are talking about a different a disagree on why things happen, then there's gotta be, in my opinion, there's gotta be politics involved somewhere. Right? There has got to be uh, you know, why do we not agree on this? My opinion and the opinion of an awful lot of people is that when the government spends more money than it has, it's going to raise inflation. So basically when the government has uh, spends in debt and particularly the amount of debt that we've been spending in the last few years, uh, which is enormous, you know, President Biden is uh, is in fact, the Washington Post actually gave him a bunch of Pinocchios, meaning he's not telling the truth about uh, statements about the deficit and statements about his administration, and what we're doing. Uh, it's true that this year's deficit is down by a lot, trillion dollars or so, from where it was at the end of the Trump administration. But what he's not saying is two things. One is the only reason the, de- the deficit went so high is because of all the COVID spending and, you know, the, the Paycheck Protection Plan and all that money that was sent out and a lot of it wasted, turns out. Um, but the, the deficit the way it is now is much higher than it was in 2019 when you get rid of 2020 and what happened there. So we're, we're spending like crazy. And it's a left and right problem. Okay, and uh, and maybe even left and right is a is a difficult term these days because I think left, you know, leftism, for example, is something that's I think different than liberalism. I think leftism is is far to the left. Something we had, you know, we had uh, Dennis Prager on here yesterday, and one of the things he likes to say is that truth is not a left wing value. That truth is a value, he will say, of the conservatives, and truth is a value of liberals doesn't mean that liberals or conservatives are right about everything, but that their goal is to figure out what's true. Uh, I do think that he's that that's a good way to look at it, that there are some people who don't care about truth at all. They just have an agenda and they will change the truth because it's not a value. Um, I want to know, um, you know, and that's the problem here with how the president is responding to uh, some economic things, some of the things that he's having to say about it. Um, because those things are, they're not really accurate. Yes, the deficit is less, 
um, because we're not spending the COVID money anymore. But it's actually a whole lot more than it was, and we have been increasing uh, each administration. And so when we're talking about economic things, and I think for Christians, one of the things we should be doing is really asking what is true. And it's hard if you're not an economist. It's hard, right, if you don't know all the stuff. And you can get some different sides, and I think it's all right to have different sides, but you've got to hold different sides to what's true. And I think people who are looking for what's true will have no problem um, being questioned because they want to have a better answer or more certainty about what they believe, and they should have the ability to change their mind if the evidence suggests something else. I hope that answers your question. I know there's some things people say about the the Fed. My, my thought is a lot of the stuff that people are saying, well, this didn't happen right 100 years ago, it's irrelevant. Whether it happened or not, it's just today, 2023, it's irrelevant. Nobody's going back in time uh, to check the minutes and uh, figure out what happened there. If something should change, then they should just change it now. You know, there's no reason they can't do that. All right, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Tony in Pasadena, welcome to Southern California Live. Good afternoon, Scott. Hi, Tony. How are you? Brother, you just hit the ball out of the park because you're spot on in every single point that you made. Well, well, thank you. Truth, truth is not, underline, not a leftist value. They don't value truth. They only value their narrative. They only value their agenda. Agenda 21, I could, uh, Clark Piven strategy, we could go on and on about that. Now, I'm a guy that was born a liberal Democrat, and now I look at the party, and the party, I didn't leave the party, the party left me. It no longer supports the values I was raised on, fairness, equity, but not the type of equity that they're talking about. I could go on and on about that. But when I look at situations where people are discussing one item or another, they completely ignore fact in favor of what was commonly referred to as a comfortable lie. Hmm. That's what sets me off. We'll take, you know, we could discuss COVID and how that was treated. We could take a look at the issue with the Hunter Biden laptop and how that was treated. We could take a look at the issue of the documents at the Biden residence and how that was treated. We could sit here, go on and on and on and on and on. And it's nuts. Yeah. And, you know, I think that today and uh, Tony, I appreciate your call. I got to go to a break here. You know, I don't think the Republicans are who they used to be either, you know, uh, in a different way. For example, uh, everybody's a big spender right now. Remember, the Republicans used to be, uh, you know, don't spend any money, balance the budget, balance budget amendment. What happened to that? Well, that's, I haven't heard that for 20 years. Um, but the issue of truth, so you can be wrong, you can be on the different other side of the aisle. Uh, and, and often on our program, I like to talk about how I think 80% of us, maybe 90% on a lot of issues, we actually do agree pretty much. Like we could solve all of the issues that are the biggest issues, or at least come up with a direction to head when most of us would agree, because I think most people really do want what's right. Now, you might believe bigger government is the better answer, or you might believe small government is the answer. That that argument goes back to Plato and Aristotle and people like that. It's an important conversation. Where do you go too far? But to say that everything is a construct, I can just change what marriage is, or I can change what men and women are, or I can change what um, what was said yesterday, which is a whole nother, you know, and just say it didn't really get said. Um, I'm reading 1984. I think everybody ought to go back and read that book because that book is 2024. That's what it is. All right, I got to take a break. When we come back, I'll take your calls. It's open line Friday. We'll be giving away soon. Uh, tickets to Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. I'll tell you more about that later. This is the Friday edition of Southern California Live. We'll be right 
This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Crews are working to recover more debris from the spy balloon shot down off the Carolina coast. The FBI saying that many remnants of the balloon remain underwater, including the payload. A senior U.S. official tells NBC News if you combined all the parts that have been found so far, it would be about the size of a small car. NBC has learned that American U-2 surveillance planes circled the balloon before it was shot down, capturing high-res images of the technology on board, including multiple antennas that a senior State Department official describes as capable of collecting signals, intelligence from cell phones or radio frequencies. The president tells Telemundo the balloon was not a major security breach. That was NBC News reporting on what is being reported about uh, the balloon that was shot down over the Atlantic. Today we shot another one down over Alaska, and we're just now getting some reports about that. Uh, Antennas and that maybe they were listening to our conversations and cell phones. Uh, You know, what's bothering me about the whole idea that, uh, well, they didn't really get very much. It doesn't sound like they're, uh, you know, that maybe we were able... I don't know if we know. Like, why... I thought they were just listening to us through everybody's TikTok account. That's what I thought. I thought you got TikTok. You're telling the Chinese government uh, everything there is to know. Uh, apparently, it's not enough. They're going to fly over with uh, a balloon with antennas on it to spy on your communications. And this is pretty serious. Uh, Ty, who called in the last uh, hour. By the way, this is Southern California Live. It's open line Friday. We'll talk about anything you'd like to talk about. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557 is the number to call. Um, Ty, in the last hour, was bringing up Taiwan. And, you know, some of this could be connected to an invasion of Taiwan that is coming. And them, the Chinese government, the military, wanting to have a better idea of what our response might be to that. Uh, We have an agreement. It's not really a treaty. It's a complicated relationship we have with China and Taiwan and what we call the one China policy, where essentially we don't take a position on who's the real China, Taiwan or China. Um, But we have committed ourselves to defending Taiwan, not in a treaty, so not like in a legal sense, but we've put that out there. And certainly we're opposed to that action, even though we're kind of wishy-washy on how we say it. Uh, this could be a prelude uh, to that. So this is a, this is a pretty big story. Um, and also reported by NBC News today is that the communication with China is not really happening. Uh, here's NBC News again. The total amount of... Uh, this is uh, President Biden. The total amount of uh, intelligence gathering is going on. Oh, sorry. That's the wrong clip. I figured that was wrong. Here we go. You know, Ryan, I think that is a really key issue here, and it predates this whole balloon episode. It's something that U.S. officials say they, they are concerned about. He's talking about communication with the Chinese military, that we are not having good communication with the Chinese uh, government and military over these issues. And what he's also revealing, this is uh, this is uh, Dan DeLuce, an NBC analyst, military analyst, uh, he's also saying that this has been going on for a couple of years now. And a lot of former ambassadors and a lot of former military officers will tell you this is the key, and it's really lacking. Even during the Cold War, 
we had communication channels with the Soviet Union, even at the height of the Cold War. And we don't have those kinds of channels open with the Chinese. And it's something that the Pentagon has asked for now for years. And it really is an issue here. And I think this balloon episode has really exposed that problem. We used to have like a red phone or something, right? We had an ability for the president to speak to the premier of Russia, the general secretary of Russia and uh, the Soviet Union back in the day. And uh, I think we might still have that with Putin in a way. I don't know that anybody's picking that up. Um, we don't apparently have that uh, with the Chinese government. Obviously, we need it. It was it was something that probably prevented war. You know, if you study the Cuban Missile Crisis, um, you know, there's a lot of things that are classified, but it clearly was something that President Kennedy was able to communicate with Premier Khrushchev with back-channel communications to try to um, not go to nuclear war when they decided to park missiles 90 miles from our coast that could reach anywhere in the United States in uh, five minutes or anywhere uh, most of the uh, eastern United States in that short period of time. Uh, That's, I think, what's very unnerving about these balloons is that we don't really know or it's at least sounding like we don't know. Sometimes I think we know. Like there was this report uh came out last year. Remember the UFO report? We, we did a lot of it on this this program. The government had an actual UFO, and by that they mean uh you know, it's an unidentified flying object. They do not think it's aliens. But the government report was that there are things in the air that are we believe are human-made that foreign countries, according to that report, are making that we don't understand with technologies we don't understand. And it's a, it's a very interesting report. It talks about um, uh, testimony from fighter pilots who are encountering these these objects. And these balloons might be some of it. See, there was, when we talked about it before, one of the things that that article kind of made clear, the New York Times last week referenced it again, is that there might be some government agency that knows exactly what they are. They're just not sharing that information with the rest of them. So I'm hoping that we know and that we have a response. And, you know, for the president, um, the president, when he communicates with the people, he'll he'll do better if we have a better response when he describes it. You know, he doesn't want to say, yeah, the Chinese have this drone technology that could deliver a nuclear weapon at hypersonic speed into the United States, and we don't have a clue what we're going to do about it. Uh, that could be the truth. That may not be something you want to say until you've got a, and here's what we're going to do about it, conversation. Uh, this is Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. One of the conversations we are having is about truth. And, you know, this is something I think for, for us and our audience, we get to be different really than any other talk show uh, out there, right? Any other thing that you might be listening to right now, we don't have to just play one side to the other. We can go deeper. We can talk about spiritual things. And we can really ask some hard questions. And that's something that I think is important. And when we're talking about liberals and conservatives, um, we may not all be right about the same things. Uh, If we're looking for the truth, then we're going to do pretty well. It is the the far left, and there's probably some examples of the same thing on the far right, where we're, we're less interested in truth, we're more interested in agenda. Um, that's where, you know, extremism is a, is a uh, word that gets thrown around uh, all the time so much now that, you know, you don't even know what extreme is. But when you don't have truth as a value, when it is okay for you to, to mislead people if it furthers your agenda or further your side's chances of victory or whatever, uh, that's bad. 
There is an article that uh, y'all should read. I'm going to put it, uh, it's on my Twitter right now. I'm going to put it on my, my Facebook. You can find uh, both of those just by looking for Scott Furrow. Um, Scott, F-U-R-R-O-W. And this is something that was written in the uh, the publication that's a new publication called The Free Press. Uh, Barry Weiss, if you know who she is, she's the one putting this together. And, you know, she's coming from a, a liberal uh, background. You might see her uh, on some liberal talk shows, but she's somebody who is, you know, I think in some ways looking for truth. I don't agree with her on, on a lots of things, but I respect a lot of where she's coming from. And the free press and the people who write for the free press are really trying to be truthful about a lot of issues. And one of the things I think that matters is when you hear people go against what might be their side's agenda, if you know what I mean, that's a good sign to say that maybe what they're saying is true. So this article, it's called, I Thought I Was Saving Trans Kids, Now I'm Blowing the Whistle. Uh, This is from a woman named Jamie Reed. Uh, This is how she describes herself, okay, at the beginning of the article. She says, I'm a 42-year-old St. Louis native, a queer woman, and politically to the left of Bernie Sanders. Okay, so she is a leftist, left of Bernie Sanders. All right, Um, however you can do that. My worldview has shaped my career, uh, and she says this, I have spent my professional life providing counseling to vulnerable populations, children in foster care, sexual minorities, the poor, Uh, For four years, I worked at the Washington University School of Medicine Division and uh, of Infectious Diseases with teens and young adults who were HIV positive. Many of them were trans or otherwise gender nonconforming, and I could relate. And this is what she says about herself. Through childhood and adolescence, I did a lot of gender questioning myself. I'm I'm now married to a trans man, and together we are raising my two biological children from a previous marriage and three foster children we hope to adopt. Okay, so this is not coming from somebody who is uh, on the right. All right, I think everybody would agree with that. She would agree with that. She says she's to the left of Bernie Sanders. But what's happening here is she is very troubled with what she found out working at a clinic uh, that does uh, transgender medicine for children. And uh, she is going to, she calls herself a whistleblower, and this article is important to read, it's important to hear her side, and it's disturbing. She says this, she says, I'm speaking out, I am doing so knowing how toxic the public conversation is around this contentious issue and the ways that my testimony might be misused. I am doing so knowing that I am putting myself at serious personal and professional risk. Like, who's putting her at risk? The people who would put her at personal and professional risk are people who don't want truth. Like, it's not just people who disagree with her medical opinion. You put somebody at personal risk when you uh, are afraid of the truth. That's what happens. I'll tell you more about this when we come back. Plus, in the next segment, we'll be giving away tickets to Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. Uh, This is Scott Furrow, Southern California Live. We'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. A Chinese surveillance balloon. Yep, another balloon shot down in Alaska today. We've been talking about that. It's Open Line Friday. You can give me a call about anything you want, 888-528-2557. Before the break, we're having a discussion about truth And what happens when you are a person who decides to speak against an agenda? 
And this happens on the left and the right, okay? Right now we're talking about this when it's uh, the left-wing uh, uh, agenda of the trans care for kids. An article written in the Free Press, I posted it on my Facebook and Twitter if you want to check it out. Scott Furrow, just look for that. And um, she is Jamie Reed. She is a 42-year-old queer woman. That's how she describes herself and to the left of Bernie Sanders, okay? So and I, I think this is important. It's important because she is somebody who found herself working um, at the Washington University Transgender Center at St. Louis Children's Hospital. And she is working on treating kids with gender dysphoria and all of the things you can do there. And before the break, I was pointing out how she is speaking out. She says she is speaking out for this reason. She said, I left the clinic in November of last year because I can no longer participate in what is happening there. By the time I departed, I was certain that the way the American medical system is treating these patients is the opposite of the promise we make to do no harm. Instead, we are permanently harming the vulnerable patients in our care. And then she expresses how she is now afraid for her personal life, her professional life, and she is concerned about her person because um, she says, everyone in my life advised me to keep my head down. Don't say anything about this. There's such tremendous fear in just speaking something that you see to be true, that you know to be true. She says, but in good conscience, I cannot do so because what is happening to scores of children, and that's something I want you to hear, it's scores of children. It's not just a handful here or there. It's scores of children is far more important than my comfort. And what's happening to them is morally and medically appalling. All right, so she's afraid, afraid to talk about it, but good for her for doing it. She goes on, it's a long article, but she goes on to talk about how until 2015, this was hardly a thing, but then all of a sudden, lots of kids were coming. And she says in one case, particularly with girls, clusters of girls were coming from the same high school. See, one of the arguments about why we're hearing so much about this and why so many kids are into it is uh, they're calling it a contagion, that it's something that uh, sometimes people get into um, being popular around bad things, right? It can be drugs. It can be things like that. But if you remember a few years ago, uh, for girls in particular, it was eating disorders and the idea that you go throw up after your meal, that you wanted to stay thin. And there was anorexia, there was bulimia, all those things. And what was happening is girls be, who are friends and even are probably boyfriends and people involved in this too, and just the culture in general, and in the way that uh, girls were expected to look and the pressure that was put on them, particularly as new media came out and, and all this stuff, people thought this was a good thing. Now, what was different back then is the the medical profession didn't go along with it. The medical profession said, no, this is bad. They identified that it was contagion. And we don't hear as much about that today, even though a lot of those problems are still there. What's happening today is that the medical profession on the far left is instead going along with the idea that all of these kids uh, should go ahead and and get transitionary surgeries and have uh, the puberty blockers and all of this. You know how we said uh, follow the science and stuff? I think it's good to follow the science. Um, but you have to keep in mind that sometimes uh, you don't want to, fo- often you don't want to necessarily follow the scientist, right? People have agendas. Science is what it is. Science is what research finds out. A good, good following the science is that you remain skeptical, uh, even of things that you fully agree with. You want to find more evidence. You want to have... Uh, you want to discover if you're right or wrong. That's science. It's not science when somebody says 
that the science is settled. It's not science if people say, uh, you know what, you're just not allowed to say that. And that's ultimately what she talks about in this long article. She starts talking about the side effects, the terrible things that were happening with students, the keeping of parents out of the conversation, um, that these decisions were being made by one or two doctors alone and pressuring kids as young as 12 to begin these procedures and to have these procedures. And then over and over again, times later, the kids come back and say, is there a way to reverse this? Is there a way to change this? I didn't know that this was going to happen. It's a, it is a important article to read. And uh, she shares some emails from her and from parents. She shares some emails from her later and her bosses. So when she starts to, to, she was the person who met all of these patients. She did the intake calls, okay? And later on, she starts to say, you know what? This is not right. What we're doing here is not right. We're forcing these kids into decisions that they shouldn't even be making at all in most cases, or they're certainly not able to comprehend what it means. And we are doing great harm. And uh, instead of the doctors working with her, um, agreeing with her, they just decided, nope, you're wrong. And they changed her. She started getting, she went from having good reviews to bad reviews and all of those things. And the truth, no one was interested in, ultimately. These are the things, my friends, that are happening right now in a, in a big way, in a lot of ways. We have to be people of the truth. Even if it's something, though, that is on our side, in whatever your side is, right? If it is something political, you know, that you hope this story might be true because it might help your, your political agenda or your personal agenda, uh, you still need to shoot that story down if it's not true. Or you need to be able to say, I wonder if that's true, or maybe this isn't true, or I just have an opinion. It's really, really important. And as Christians, it matters a lot. We're to be the light. We represent the way, the truth, and the light. Jesus said to Pilate that everybody on the side of truth uh, is with me. We got to be on the side of truth. If we are not, um, then we're not with Jesus. I mean, that's ultimately where that comes down to, right, is that this matters a lot. I'm proud of this person for uh, reading this. It's on the free press. If you want to check it out, uh, it's called I Thought I Was Saving Trans Kids, Now I'm Blowing the Whistle. And it's coming from a far-left perspective. She's not a Christian. She's not somebody who is uh, saying this is something related to her faith. Uh, and she says she's to the left of Bernie Sanders. She's doing a good job here, and uh, you can check that out. All right, we have a few minutes left, and you know one of the things that we're doing here at uh, KKLA is we are hosting Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile, and it is a Jewish-Christian discussion, and it's going to be with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas, both of whom we've had on the show this week. You can get our podcast if you want to listen to those conversations. Just go to... Um, the radio station website, do keyword Scott, find our show, SoCal Live, or you can go to Spotify and look for Southern California Live to get the, the podcast with that. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be an opportunity to get together and uh, ask questions about what do Jews believe about the Bible? What do Christians believe about the Bible? Right now, I'm going to give away free tickets if you call this number. 888-528-2557. Call right now. We'll take the eighth caller, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Call now. We'll give you two free tickets to Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas. You can also get tickets by going to kkla.com and clicking on the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile banner. It is at First Church of the Nazarene in on Monday, February 20th. 
at uh, 7 p.m. is when the event will start. You can get general admission tickets to $25, and uh, there's also VIP tickets. We're not giving those away, but the VIP tickets uh, are $99. The VIP reception, you'll get to meet Dennis and Eric, uh, and I'll be there too, and you get to um, chat with them for a little bit, and that starts at 5 o'clock, so you want to check uh, your calendar for that. It's President's Day on a Monday, so traffic will be less. I think everybody can make it. 888-528-2557. I'll give away uh, free tickets to uh, to caller number 8. Uh, so uh, keep calling, 888-528-2557. You know, one of the things about this is it's going to be a good time. Dennis and Eric are good friends. You heard them kind of uh, joke with each other uh, through our interviews this week. And uh, I get to be the moderator for this event. We're going to have a good time together. We're going to learn. We're going to laugh. And I think it'll be beneficial to anybody who just wants to know uh, what's the difference between a Jewish person and a Christian person and how they view the scriptures. And we'll talk about the Old Testament. We will talk about who the Messiah is or isn't. Who you know? Why should we think of it this way? Uh, you know, what should Christians... Uh, believe about the law? Should the Christians keep the Ten Commandments? Uh, what does a Jewish person think about the the prophecies of the coming of uh, Christ? There's a lot of great questions out there. This is going to strengthen your faith, and it will challenge you to learn more about other people, all right? Um, uh, Alice, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Alice. You are the winner of free tickets to Ask a Jew, <sighs> Ask a Gentile. Congratulations. What are you looking forward what are you looking forward to for this event? Uh actually to meet both of them and just have a lot of questions about their beliefs and uh just like you announced uh about what a Jewish believe and the Gentiles, uh, Christians. I think that we're going to get a lot out of it. Well, Alice, I want you to stay on hold. We'll get your information, okay? You'll talk to Wilbert and get uh, your information so we can get your tickets uh, for okay. that. Thank you for uh, calling and for winning. Congratulations. And uh, if you are calling about the tickets, just uh, hang up. We'll get we'll give away some more tickets in the next hour of our show. But you can get tickets right now by going to kkla.com and clicking on the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile banner. And uh, you'll learn more about the event. It's Monday, February 20th. It's at the Pasadena First Church of the Nazarene. Begins at 7 p.m. And uh, traffic will be much lighter because it's President's Day, so a lot of people are off. It's a great opportunity to come. And I look forward to seeing you there. Go to kkla.com to get tickets. Ask a Jew, ask a Gentile. In the next hour, we're going to continue our open line Friday. And we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. But what I want to talk about is the Super Bowl. And I want to talk about the Jesus ads that are going to be played at the Super Bowl and how you can be prepared for those with uh, whoever you're talking to on Super Bowl Sunday. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn. 
With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.